Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. The Jimmy G stuff. You've got to give it up to him. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Jimmy Garoppolo here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jimmy going to run for the end zone. Touchdown! You do good things on the field, good things will happen to yourself. Doesn't matter if it's pretty or ugly. Win's a win. Earlier on the show, host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. Still to come. ESPN and HBO commentator, Bomani Jones. Plus, from Peacock's True Story with Ed and Randall. Actor Ed Helms. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two, the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Going to be fun with Bomani Jones joining us in 20 minutes' time. So much to talk about with him coming off of the football weekend. Uh, Hour number three, Ed Helms is going to join us. I'm a big fan of his work. The guy cracks me up. Um, From The Daily Show all the way through to The Office. And then, of course, the hilarious Hangover uh, movie in 2009, the sequels, and now leading to his new show right here on Peacock with Randall Park called True Story with Ed and Randall. And there's a great Pittsburgh Steelers story that kicks off their their six-episode run right here on Peacock where you can be seen on NBC Sports on Peacock every single day. And then Sirius XM Channel 85, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, uh, and also Odyssey. You can get our podcast every single day. And our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, 355,000 subscribers and growing, and we greatly appreciate all that. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brock. Hey, Rich, what's happening, man? Uh, and also our friend uh, Jason Feller. What's up? TJ Jefferson has roped himself rich. off again throughout the rest of the entire <laughs> postseason. You have roped it off that there is a certain... Um, uh, tier. membership yeah. and tiers four different tiers of how you can address him and argue with him mm-hmm. that you have to have a certain uh, amount of super bowl championships or appearances yeah. to be let into the club and and if you draw my boys exactly. so i let you all in man. so yeah like so you guys. actually actually uh velvet roped your your <laughs> your area off yeah. um uh, at this very moment uh, on the show at this moment uh, honestly mark 10-02. the time 1002 pacific 102 eastern time at this moment tomorrow uh, I will be introducing Stephen A. Smith onto the program, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to hear what he thinks of your tier system on whether you need to have a certain amount of Super Bowl championships to address the Dallas Cowboy fan here uh, on the show. I this mean, Brockman and I could already probably express to you how that's going to go tomorrow. Oh, no, <laughs> I think it'll go. Uh, I, I have no idea what he'll say. Uh, I he won't assume. be for it. He won't be for okay. it. Okay, well, this is going to be great. This is going to be a lot of fun <laughs> tomorrow. At this very time, Mark, the, the Mark. Mark the date. Note the time. Note the time. Um, 
844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's take some phone calls. Jeff in Detroit, our good friend. Let's uh, let's hear from you. What's up, Jeffrey? What's going on? What's happening? Unk and my cousins. Listen, oh, I got a couple of things Jeffrey. to get to. My man. Uh, first of all, I wanted to uh, – First Take gave you a little shout-out because they were ripping Irv, I guess, about the <laughs> catch competition. It said, Molly said, well, I guess at least you beat Rich Eisen. I said, Uncle Rich got them hands, huh? I do. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Listen, when Max Stafford got traded around this time last year, I told L.A. fans that they were going to get a great quarterback. Mm. I had no idea that they would be getting a really great quarterback. Max Stafford has always had that clutch gene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of like Seabiscuit or uh, Secretariat. He has to be lined up with that other horse and feel some threat of danger in order for him to, to, to go forth. And I see him doing for Cooper Cup exactly what he did for Calvin Johnson. He still is one of the great guys here in the city, and we're rooting for him. Charitable donations, him and his wife, they really stick to their commitments, and they're wonderful. Now to the business that I want to say, man. Yes, Tom Brady should retire, in my opinion. Oh. And it's just, this, this is me, brother. This is just me. I look at it like this. You got ten Super You went to ten Super Bowls. You won seven. Nobody will ever be able to do that again. Right. Tampa Bay hired him, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Gave them a Super Bowl. I mean, think about this, Rich. Since 2000. The man has been in damn near half the Super Bowls. Whenever an announcer has to say Super Bowl, he has to say Tom Brady behind it. I don't know if it's in our lifetime, but the man will definitely get a trophy or some type of honor from the NFL in his name because we will never, ever, ever see this again. And the only reason why I say he should retire, what else is there left for you to do? At this point, it's almost like, do you love, and I hate to be like this, but this is just me, do you love your kids more than you uh, love football? No, I, and, and I you hear know? you, Jeff, and I, I, I think that that's a um... – that's a, a a false choice. I think it's entirely possible that he can do both, you know. And 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 thanks for the call, Jeff. Uh, I I I don't think that I, what you know that's a that's a Fugazi choice, to be very honest with you. Um, and uh, you know, may Tom Brady live a very long life. You could make the case he will be on this planet from this point forward, longer than his playing career, which is now 22 years and counting if he plays this coming year, right? So the question is, is in his remaining days, will he miss playing? Of course he will. Will he lament that one last year he could have played and won it again? Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Seems like it. And that you have to sit here and say, you know, he's not just coming back just to play out the string. He would be on a team that can win it all. And the concept is, yeah, uh, I, 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 I have done that, been there. What else can I do? You can leave on a much better note than this one. He said he'd rather play and lose than not play at all. And maybe he believes that. And if his family says, go do it, Dad. We actually love going to the games. I actually love it. I love watching you play when you're on the road. I love watching it on TV, you know. And his wife can sit there and go, I hate it when you're hit. Um, But, you know, if this is what you want, you know, I I got it. Go ahead. Do it. 
And then one last time they do it, you know, and his, his folks are still around to see it, thank God. Um, so it's entirely possible he can do both. And he sits there and says, I could have won it this year if Tristan Wirfs didn't roll his ankle. I could have won it this year if Godwin hadn't had his foot on the ground when Helmet hit him right on his knee, you know? Could have had it if we had won that one extra game and we could have had the week off and Wirfs wouldn't have gotten hurt. So... That's all what he's going to probably be thinking about. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What an incredible weekend this was. I've not received the number of texts from friends or tweets from folks like you kind enough to watch this show or, or NFL Network talking about how incredible the weekend was. And the wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, wasn't so super at all. And I guess the football gods were just jamming it all into one weekend. So I have come up with the top 10 wildest moments of divisional playoff weekend. Oh, yeah. I've left some on the table. That's for sure. There's some crumbs, to say the least, that are big time, (laughs) full on boat sandwiches, you know? (laughs) So uh, hit the NFL Films music. Top 10. Here we go. Number 10 of the wildest moments of divisional playoff weekend was Tom Brady getting hit in the chops, suffering a bloody lip, and the son of Ed Hockley flags him. Brady got flagged by the son of Hockley. Again, I could not believe my ears when I heard personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct number 12, Tampa. And I thought to myself, again, Who's the wide receiver number 12 on Tim? Oh, my God, that's TB12. Brady got flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct? And he's got a bloody lip? And, like, hey, son of Ed, uh, when your dad was talking in simple sentences when Brady got started, you're supposed to flag the guy who hits him in the mouth. Tom Brady said bad words to me. (laughs) That's insane, man. That's number 10 of the wildest moments of super uh, super divisional weekend. Super. Number nine was um, when Tampa got that fumble from Cop and scored, right? And then made it a game of 27 to 13. It's a two-score game. And then they three and outed the Rams and got the ball back. And that's when you're thinking, uh-oh, this is possible. Von Miller just comes up with the trifecta. The sack forced fumble and recovery and then the Rams get it back and then wing it past Stafford's head (laughs) on the snap and gives it right back to Tampa in better field position than when Von Miller came up with the trifecta (laughs) they gained 30 yards on the play the Rams snapped (laughs) foo that was unbelievable what a sequence that was number eight on the list Jared Allen, uh, pardon me, Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis, touchdown number two. The one where the Chiefs take the lead by nine and the Bills definitely need points. You're thinking at least get three out of it. And they get it to start in their 25 first play. (laughs) Allen throws it on a rope. Yeah. On a rope down the field for 75 yards and boom, it's a two-point game. That was insane. 
you're thinking Bills just get just get some just got to get some points because this game was getting out of hand a little bit. Momentum was wearing a red hat, and then Josh Allen's first throw of the drive is a touchdown. Number two to Gabriel Davis. Number seven of the wildest moments of the divisional playoff weekend was when Tennessee had a chance to win on their second-to-last possession. It's a tie ball game, and they're on the plus side of the field, and it's third and like an inch, and you got the diminisher behind you, and like, no, 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 we're gonna be, we're gonna be real cute. We're gonna go shotgun, and Ryan Tannehill's gonna keep it. And then they lose yardage, and then on fourth down, when the free world knows Derrick Henry's gonna get it, they give it to him, and he stutter steps and gets stopped for a loss. And that was the turnover on downs in the second-to-last possession of the game for the Titans. Their last possession, we all know, ended in an interception that we're all talking about. But don't forget, the second-to-last possession, a turnover on downs? When you're steamrolling down, they could have taken more time left, scored a touchdown and won it, or a three to give Joe Burrow needing the entire field maybe to go and get three points at the end. That was awful, and that was shocking, and that's number seven on the list. Number six was Cam Akers' last fumble. I mean, he fumbles again after the Bucks go up top. Okay, they go up top to Mike Evans. After the Rams went three and out to burn all of Tampa's timeouts left, they got no timeouts left. And Akers fumbles Again, even Al Michaels couldn't believe it. He was almost in he did what moment. And we all know the Bucks tied it from there. That's number six on the list. Now here we go to the top five. San Francisco in Green Bay cannot put anything together offensively all day. All day. And they force another punt from Green Bay deep in their own end. And even with this lineup, you're thinking, okay, they're going to get good field position, but so what? Snow is coming down. Jimmy G's going to have to score with less than five minutes to go. And the Niners blocked the punt after already having blocked a field goal at the end of the first half. They blocked the punt and they score the touchdown, and it is the second latest game-tying or go-ahead special teams touchdown in the NFL postseason since the Music City Miracle. Holy cow. Tie game, we all know what happened after that, but that's number five on the list. Number four on this list, we're getting there, man. After the Bucks tie the game, the comeback is officially complete from down 27 to three to 27 all. And Matthew Stafford finds Cooper Cup up top. How did Cup get so wide open? He's only the triple crown winner. And Matthew Stafford plays a terrific game. The mistakes that were made to allow the Bucks so many opportunities to tie it were not on him at all. He makes the throw anyway to bring the Rams to the NFC Championship game at home. And Cup with Stafford saves the day. That's number four. Number three, wildest moment of divisional playoff weekend was deuces for the Cheetah. 64 yards after Josh Allen and the Bills went 17 plays down the field to take the lead with a minute 54 left. 
And five snaps later, it's Tyreek Hill all by himself, 64 yards, catch and run. See ya. Minute two left. Chiefs take the lead again. Number two on the list was Allen to Davis, Josh to Gabriel, number four. Number four is number two on the list. Unbelievable. With 13 seconds to go, Davis had a 28-yard catch and a 12-yard catch on the drive that was capped off by his 19-yarder for the score to give the Bills the lead with 13 seconds to go, and you know what number one on the list is. It's the last 13 seconds. The 13 seconds that will live forever. For some reason, the Bills don't squib it, kick it out of the end zone, and give Mahomes the ball. Yes, in much worse field position than the squib would have, we assume. But you gave him two shots to get the ball into field goal range with all of his timeouts left. And then Hill and Kelsey, the two people that you know he's going to look for, they're the ones who set up Butker for the game tire. The last 13 seconds is the wildest moment of the wildest weekend in NFL history, the divisional playoff weekend of the 2021 season and calendar year 2022. Wow. That's it. I'm exhausted all over again. (laughs) Did I miss? I I missed, I I think, the the third Gabriel Davis score, the one, the 27-yarder that capped off that 17 play drive on fourth and 13 was kind of a wow. Broke broke the D-backs' ankles. He made him fall down? Yeah. That was kind of one that, that that was just left out. I just like that you have to to, sti- to stipulate which <laughs> Davis touchdown yeah. it was and which Acres fumble it was. I know, right? The one right before the end, of, uh, right before the first half, was kind of like okay, you know, they get the ball first next at least to start the half, and they didn't score in that position, the Rams, but they did score first in the half with a touchdown to make it 27-3. to Right, but that could have been 34 to I know, that would have been a knockout you know blow. I mean? yeah. Even 23-3 to at halftime. Right. Would have made the comeback even much more difficult. Right. Wild. <laughs> or the Weddle hit on Evans. Yes. Where the ball just hit the, the ground before, before he could be technically hit him I mean. in time for the Bucks to keep the ball. But it was just after the ball hit the ground, and therefore, the minute the ball hit the ground, it was Rams' possession. This is now a dead ball foul to move the Rams back in terms of field position for their new set of downs. Dominic and Sue getting in Stafford's face. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Like, what? You know, and I, I, I know I left out a lot from the Bengals and the uh, the Titans, but there weren't a lot of the, – the, the one that I pointed out I think was the craziest one right there. Or just Tannehill's throw to A.J. Brown where he's getting – his right arm held well, by the defensive or, or back. Any, anything like that was he caught it with one arm, with one right? Uh, or anything Jamar Chase, who made the first biggest play, a uh, big play of right. the weekend. Right. I mean, good. What say you? Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Bomani Jones. I'd love to hear his perspective on anything, and obviously this weekend suffices. That's next, right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, and more of your phone calls still to come. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial, <laughs> right, right here on the program. I just love um, listening to this guy um, and everything that goes on between his temples. It makes me smarter every single time I talk to Bomani Jones, and he is back here on the show. His podcast, The Right Time with Bomani Jones, can be acquired where all podcasts are acquired and game theory with Bomani Jones soon coming to HBO back here on the Rich Eisen show. It's Bomani Jones. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How about you? I am, uh, I'm, as I just said, better for always talking to you. All right. So the weekend, uh, what uh, does the greatest football weekend that I've ever seen leave uh, you thinking about Bomani? That Patrick Mahomes is 25 and I mean, 26 and Josh Allen is 25. Yeah. Like, we got Brady Manning here if things go as they're supposed to. And I also think an underrated thing with Mahomes, and it's not as though we underrate Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that'd be kind of a crazy thing to say. But at the same time, this is four straight AFC championship games. And I'm not a person that ascribes to the whole quarterback wins argument, but there's a reason why they didn't go with Alex Smith, and they are going with this guy, right? (laughs) And I'm trying to think, the last time somebody did this, I think, was Jim Kelly. Well, I mean, the AFC, yeah. I mean, uh, Reed did it in Philadelphia, and it was uh, Donovan McNabb who did that, right. you know, all those years. So, 
Um, it has been a while since we've seen it in this conference, to say the least. And, you know, I, I, I'm with you with Allen and Mahomes and why not. That was incredible. Uh, and, and even Mahomes said, I'll remember this for the rest of my life as he went and he found and he hugged out Josh Allen. But it does also obscure uh, the kid who's coming into Mahomes' house this week doing what we've never seen before. Go from first overall pick to a championship game in two years for the Bengals after he did what he did in LSU. I mean, Burrow's probably raising his hand saying, don't forget about me right now. I assure you he is. If there's anything that Joe Burrow is able to remind you of, it's how good Joe Burrow is. And you know what I'm here for? I am okay with that. I'm trying to figure out, like, how exactly you get to be that guy with that level of confidence considering the past, right? And he believes in himself and – they won that game even though he got sacked nine times. And that's Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times. Some of those were on him, but Joe Burrow is the guy who does, like, the reason why he's the number one pick is because of how well he moves in the pocket and the ability to get away with that stuff. And they still won the game. Mm. Like, they are loaded in a lot of ways. Almost, I mean, these are the Cincinnati Bengals, let us not forget. The last time before this year they won a playoff game, it was against the Houston Oilers. They don't even exist. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and, and, and the team that the Oilers became doesn't exist in the playoffs now because of him as well, you know, yeah, absorbing well, well, all their that's, heads. That's, 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 that's because of Ryan Tannehill. Like, what, one thing I have figured out, Josh Allen is a bit of an exception on this, though he managed to improve, but – if you don't think a quarterback is that guy, he probably ain't going to become that guy. And I think people talk themselves into Ryan Tannehill in spite of like seven years of evidence to the contrary once things rolled well for them in Tennessee. And then he went out there and then completely boo-booed to bed in this biggest moment for them. <laughs> so you are a part of the camp, Bomani Jones, that the Tennessee Titans um, need to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Well, the problem is move on to where? <laughs> Like, the the weird thing about the NFL, like a crazy market efficiency that it has as an operation, is that there are 32 starting quarterback jobs and not 32 starting quarterbacks. Like, when you really think about it, there's something fundamentally wrong with the rules of the game if it's that hard to find somebody who's capable of playing quarterback in a ways where you got more than just a handful of teams that have a legitimate chance at getting it. So if you say, okay, well, we're moving on from Ryan Tannehill, what are you going to do, trade for Russell Wilson? Like, like who, who is this other person that you're going to bring in that's necessarily going to improve your situation? Good luck with that, guys. Bomani Jones here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And it's interesting. You, you, I totally agree with you that, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, your spidey sense or your gut feeling when you see a quarterback. And if he's not the guy, then he's probably not the guy, right? And yet the 49ers are starting in the NFC Championship game, a quarterback who looks like the guy and that looks like the guy who definitely isn't the guy, sometimes in the same drive, right? And Jimmy Garoppolo. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. He never looks like the guy to me. Like, (laughs) it it, it looks like them dudes are open. Like, uh, Dolly Fosworth made a great point on my podcast. You can't imagine how frustrating it is for Kyle Shanahan that you draw up all this amazing, cute, quirky stuff that just gets these guys butt-naked open. And Jimmy might close his eyes before he throws the ball in the Super Bowl, right? And where I give Shanahan credit, though, is he will absolutely just say, you're not going to mess this up for us. Like, in that game in the playoffs uh, two years ago, he's just like, we're going to run the ball the entire second half. Right. We're not going to let Jimmy mess this up for us. He'll do that if it comes down to it. But we don't have to – nobody said about the Cincinnati offensive line. They gave up nine sacks, but they did enough to win. So we don't have to tell that lie about Jimmy Garoppolo either. <laughs> 
And so uh, for him to also be in the NFC Championship game against Stafford, because Stafford was one of the quarterbacks that, uh, that Kyle Shanahan was kicking the tires on to see if he could be uh, acquired, and then the Rams snuck in and grabbed him. The fact that they're playing each other for the right to play in the Super Bowl is kind of wild. You know? Yeah, and Stafford, I still don't know what to make of him. Do you know what to make of him? Because I still don't know what to make of him. Well, I guess we're going to find <laughs> out in the next week or two, right? I, I, although, you know, you got to give it up, though. I mean, what happened in Tampa was mind-blowing. I mean, it, it really gave it, – it, it stretched the limits of the, the old saw that you don't give Tom Brady extra chances. And um, none of the extra chances that Brady was, afford, was afforded was Stafford's fault. Even the ball that got snapped past him, you know, um, and he's the one that actually put his foot in the ground and found Cup and made the throw that Jimmy G didn't make to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? No, so you're right, and, and I think the thing with Stafford is Stafford's problem is inconsistency. Inconsistency, generally speaking, like I think we have held out hope on Matt Stafford in a way that we normally don't do for number one overall picks. This is year 13, and people are like, oh, I still think, I still think he's figuring it out, right? Like, <laughs> wow, you've gotten a lot of leeway in trying to figure this out. But he's got a great offensive coach, and they got an offense where the number two receiver is Odell Beckham. And the number one receiver is out here just killing the world, completely killing the world. And so if you give those throws, Stafford's going to make a lot of them, and McVay's going to give you throws that you're able to make. Like we saw Jerry Goff get this team to a Super Bowl at some point. So it's worked out fantastically for him, and I can't knock him for making throws that are available. He looked really good in that game against Stafford. Now how he's going to look at this next game, we're going to see. Bomani Jones, the right time of Bomani Jones podcast, where all podcasts are acquired right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your take on Aaron Rodgers and the season that he just had? Uh, on, off the field, um, and uh, and then obviously his future after what we saw in the whole offseason leading up to this point uh, where he didn't advance as far as he did last year. Bomani. Yeah, you know, I got a general frustration with people who think they're smarter than they are and want to tell you how smart they are and all it does is expose that they're not as smart as they say they are, right? Like, like I try not to let that obscure my view of the fact that he was really, really, really good this year, and they did not get it done in this last game. But that gets me to like a theoretical place that I've been wondering about him and that team for a long time, which is I understand all the arguments about this is a passing league and you need to pass to be successful in the NFL, and that's absolutely true. But something that's really important to understand and remember about the NFL, there's a reason why the Minnesota Vikings play in a dome and the minnesota golden gophers do not and that's because the football season ends in november at the university of minnesota it doesn't get so cold that you need a dome in december it gets even colder in january and so the packers have a game that's built around throwing the ball with aaron Rodgers. and best case scenario is to get home field advantage which is to say we are playing for the opportunity to try to throw the ball all around the yard that is Lambeau Field. And so you wind up with Aaron Rodgers throwing a frozen brick around in January if everything goes the way that you want it to go. That just seems to be like a fundamental flaw in how you, in how you construct a team, but that's where the large sample analytics are going to get you in trouble often in the playoffs because the conditions that you play in are probably not going to be the same as everything else. Now, is that why Aaron Rodgers didn't play well in this game? Not necessarily. I think that's a larger point that they got to make. And now I don't know what they're supposed to do 
in some total with the team because I don't know if they can keep him and put together a team that's capable of winning a Super Bowl, but they absolutely do not believe they have a quarterback behind them. Well, the, 100% do not. The, if they did, they would have handled a lot of things a lot different. Right, and, and, and you know, I had a conversation with Andrew Brandt, longtime executive with the Packers, former capologist in, in, in the first hour. He says that if, if they wanted to run it back one more time with Rodgers, they could figure it out cap-wise to keep this thing intact for one more year and that, you know, Jordan Love would would wind up uh, in the end having sat as long as Rodgers did waiting for his turn behind Favre. Um, but my, 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 the drama in my estimation concerns, how do you have the conversation about, about doing that and sticking if one of the two really deep down wants to leave, right? And then who's the first to say it? You know, I mean, like if I'm the Packers and I just say, you know what, I could run it back one more year with Rodgers. Uh, it's entirely possible. Um, but I, I'm not going to ask Rodgers, you're thinking of leaving? Because that might make the complicated fellow think they want me to leave. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of communication that needs to go down. I don't know how how that works to make sure everyone's on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't think he wants to leave. Like, it sounds like they got whatever the problems were figured out. But does he want to stay if they can't figure out how to get Devontae Adams to stay? Sure. I don't know. But I don't – I think that he was going through a thing. And you know, one thing about Aaron Rodgers, we can reasonably trust that he's going to tell us what he thinks. And he tells us the relationship has gotten better. So I'm inclined to believe that it has. But I also – he's 38 years old. Like, Tom Brady's made us forget how old 38 is. And if Aaron Rodgers said, I don't want to do this anymore, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, especially if they still going to be swabbing his nose next year. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't see you finishing your sentence that way. I'll be very honest with you, but I'm, I'm honest. I didn't see that one coming. That was that, that was one of those uh, Lord Charles curveballs that got uh, that snapped off in my direction. Bomani Jones here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. What do you think Brady's going to do? What do you think um, happens here? That's a great question. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired, except he played so well that there's no reason for him to believe that he can't play well next year, which would then make him want to come back. But I warn him, as I warn all of them, I think the only two examples you really have of, like, the great quarterback that didn't go out on a somewhat embarrassing note is I got Roger Staubach and John Elway. Uh, John, I guess Joe Montana also. But everybody else, man, the end wasn't good because nobody could walk away. So I can only assume that he's not going to walk away. Hmm. Last one for you. Um, what uh, What's your stance on the overtime? Uh, as you know, the rules for overtime uh, placed front and center over the last 48 because of the way um, the Bills and Chiefs classic ended. Where do you stand on the NFL overtime rules? It yeah. is a tiebreaker. And, I mean, if they flipped a coin, I'd be okay with it. Like, it is a tiebreaker. That's the thing. You, you probably should have come out on top otherwise. I don't mind that the Bills didn't get the ball back. I guess it's maybe because I grew up with the other rules for so long I haven't given it a great deal of thought. But, nah, it, it was a great game. Unfortunate. It had to hurt if you're a Buffalo fan. Oh, well. Hmm. Really? So you, you, you think that, that um, you'd even go back to the old ways where it's just the first team to kick a field goal wins? I ain't going to lie. I'm not like most people. Like Most people are like, yo, we get free football, but sometimes all I, I just wanted a large. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I don't, I didn't need, I didn't need you to supersize me with these fries. Like I'm just ready for this game to be over. A lot of those times, like I can imagine, if I was sitting out there in the cold, I wouldn't give a damn who scored first. Let's just get some warm. <laughs> <laughs> Bomani, thanks for the time. Um, how's the HBO stuff coming along? 
for you. We're moving, man. We're going to be able to tell you the air date soon. We started okay. doing test shooting. Like, you know, I'm, just, I'm literally living the dream with this one. This okay. is fantastic stuff. And where are you shooting it? Where are you going to? New York City. Okay. New York. Fantastic. Well, good luck with that. Um, can't wait to see what you're cooking up. And in the meantime, we'll enjoy your podcast, The Right Time, with uh, Bomani Jones. Appreciate you making this the right time. Appreciate All it. All right, man. You have a good one. You take care. That's Bomani Jones, everybody, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Sometimes he just wants to. He ordered the large. He didn't want the super size. <laughs> totally get that. I totally get that. It's a lot of fries sometimes. That's too many. You know what? Um, I, I, again, the whole idea that Josh Allen needs to touch the football again, I understand. But when you mandate it, folks is still haven't. I still have. I, I still haven't gotten a response yet, either on Twitter or here at eight four four two zero four rich. With the idea where both teams touch it, and then what? What's the then what? Then you just play another possession where each one's touch it, or it is timed, to, and and then what? It's timed what? So you're the, saying then, so. What you're saying is like so. Both teams get the chance to touch it, right? Chiefs get win the toss, score a touchdown. Bills come down, score a touchdown. Now what? Right now, now if is the it Chief, o- now if the Chiefs score another touchdown. Do the Bills get a chance to answer, or like, is it when over? does it end? Right. When does it end? Right. Because then that's like college football overtime. Right. But I don't want college football overtime no. because it stinks. Because it removes the kicking game from the game. And wouldn't you think the Green Bay Packers would be the first in line this playoff season to say, please game. let's get rid of the kicking game? Right, right, right. Let's just keep it to offense and defense, remove that phase from the game? How fair is that? Not at all. You know, the games end on kicks for a reason because that's part of the phase Phase. of the three phases of the game. Don't forget, everybody, you make fun of kickers or kicking game and all this stuff, get the kicking out of it, including our good friend Larry David. The only part of the game, the only phase of the game where there is actual foot and ball connecting is special teams. You are not allowed on offense to kick the ball down the field to your receiver. You don't kick it. You don't use your foot with the ball. That's, we call it football. And you're saying, let's remove the foot and the ball connecting together from overtime? I'm going to bet most fans don't share your appreciation and love for the kicker. though. I know that. I fully am aware of that. People no, don't I have that, that I get it. Feeling. I get it because they're not players. They don't hit. They don't tackle. Although Tyreek Hill was stopped by the punter. He tackled him. Yeah, but that's an All anomaly, right. no, 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 Rich. No, no, that's, that's an, an anomaly. anomaly. Like, Punters don't do this. No, no, they're not real athletes. They're not whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, they sit there and watch soap operas while the rest of the team practices. <laughs> You know, I, I've heard them all. I've, I've heard them all. I've heard them all in my 18 plus years, man. I've heard them all. But the whole idea of like, let's remove kicking from the game, punting from the game, kickoffs from the game. Do you think the Chicago Bears with Devin Hester would vote to remove kickoffs from overtime? Nope. Come on. I mean, if Some got, of the greatest weapons in the history of the game were on kickoffs. I think the and Bears punters fans, are weapons too. So look, man, look, don't, you don't, cannot I, come at me with a new overtime rule that removes kicking from the game. You can't. And now college football 
What if Alabama and Georgia actually did go to overtime and the entire nation is watching these two teams decide the national championship on a flurry of two-point conversions? That's what's coming one day, folks. And then guess what? (laughs) Guess what? So The NFL overtime rules will look fine and dandy to you. When that happens, because they'll change the college to the NFL overtime. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, because if there's one thing that college football has proven. That the NFL has already, in my mind, perfected. They do not care. College football does not care how long their games are. No. They don't care. And for some reason, college football fans sit there for four and a half hours and call something an instant classic. And if there was a four and a half hour NFL game, you'd be like, this thing doesn't end and it's terrible. And there's too many commercials and halftime takes how long because we're listening to music. Oh, no, no. But that's my marching band on the field. Take a half an hour. I want to see somebody dock the eye. It's like, so silly. Like it's so Belichick ridiculous. Said, like the, he wants uniformity between the two. Yeah, well, two leagues. The overtime rules in the NFL are absolutely a simple math equation compared to the stupid stuff that you got going on in college football. Come at me. What do you do? What do you do after both teams touch the ball? Is it then sudden death overtime? Because that's not fair. So now the team that chose that, you know what? That might be the way to actually balance this out. Because as I pointed out yesterday, if you mandate both teams to touch the ball, even if the first scores a touchdown, I would want the ball second. So I know what I have to do. If I get the ball first, I sure as heck am not going for it on fourth and three from my own 20. I'm going to punt it and play football defensively, even if my defense is gassed like both defenses were on Sunday night, which has led to this whole conversation that the coin flip decided it. Trust me, the coin flip wouldn't have decided it between San Francisco and Green Bay. Both defenses were playing lights out. The field goal... I mean, the coin flip may not have decided it had the Rams and Bucks gone to overtime because both defenses were playing some good defensive football. We're only saying this because we saw both defenses gassed. So both teams have to touch the football if the first score is a touchdown. If both defenses are gassed, let's come up with the metric about that. It makes no sense in my mind. But even if you do say both teams have to touch it, even if the first score is a touchdown, I would want it second because, yeah, I'm going for it on fourth and three for my own 20 if I know I've got to score a touchdown or three. So that would be a benefit to go second unless you both match up and then it's sudden death overtime after that and you get to be the one first to score first and win it. Now I'm thinking if I win the toss, do I want it? I put up the most points possible there, play defense. And if I play defense well enough, even if I score a touchdown, I know I'm getting it to win the game. Hmm. Something to think about. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. More of your calls when we come back. Ed Helms in hour number three, too, coming up. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Our uh, weekly conversation here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show on a Tuesday Rise and Shine, brought to you by our friends at Courtyard by Marriott, where we like to focus on somebody who performs very well on the road, who loves going on the road, a road warrior, if you will, just like you can be with a Courtyard by Marriott. So many different people to choose from, right? With not one, not two, but three teams winning on the road in the NFC and the and three teams winning on the road in the uh, divisional playoff weekend. Three. It was almost a clean sweep of the road teams and divisional playoff weekend for the first time ever. Oof. So close. 13 seconds away from seeing that happen. Crazy. I know. I know. But uh, out of the road performances, you know, there were a handful that we could choose. We were, we were focusing a little bit on uh, Gabriel Davis. Why not? 201 yards receiving for the Bills. Um, and then, of course, there was the special teams for the San Francisco 49ers. They were up there as well, you know. And so um, those are two uh, aspects that we were going to do, certainly since in terms of the 49ers. We hadn't seen somebody block a field goal and also um, a punt for the first time in the pl- same playoff game since um, the uh, 80s. But we are going with the kid with ice in his veins. And I guess those veins go right down to that foot. He is the rookie kicker of the Cincinnati Bengals, Evan McPherson, who came into this game with the most 50-yard kicks in the NFL this year with nine, and he came out with two more. He was perfect, 4-4 on field goals and that extra point as well. 
hit on every single field goal attempt this postseason, but what you need for, yes, even Joe Burrow, who is otherworldly, what you need on the road in the playoffs. Warren Sapp always said you got to pack your running game and your defense. And what you need on the road when your quarterback is getting hammered. Nine sacks. What you need is somebody who can turn a stalled drive into points or even worse, a drive that is ended by a sack when you think, well, that takes him out of field goal range and you're supposed to get zero points and you get three. You're thinking you need seven, you'll settle for three. That's one thing. But you think you at least got three, then suddenly you don't, but the kid comes out and gives you three anyway. And he did exactly that on Saturday, including the longest game-winning field goal as time expired in regulation in NFL playoff history. That is how you rise and shine. And the ice in the veins. Joe Burrow said he said this after the game. Oh, that guy's unbelievable. He said, so he was talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick. He gave a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship right before he went out there to kick it. There you go. Guess we're going to the AFC Championship game, he says. (laughs) Love it. Love it. So there's that. Well done, Evan McPherson. Rise and shine, to say the least. Kickers can rise and shine, too, is what I'm saying. (laughs) This segment's brought to you by Courtyard by Marriott as the official hotel of the NFL for 11 years and counting. Courtyard by Marriott is proud to fuel your love of the game all season long. And when you're on the road, there's no reason to miss out on watching the game. Certainly the championship game this weekend. You can meet everybody at the Bistro Bar to cheer on your favorite team with good food and good company. If you're traveling to an out-of-town game yourself, if you're going to maybe Kansas City or here in Los Angeles, there's a 1,000 hotels across the U.S. Courtyard's got the perfect place for you to stay near the stadium. And if you're a Marriott Bonvoy member, discover even more ways to earn and redeem points with access to exclusive NFL experiences. At Courtyard by Marriott, passion moves us forward. Where will yours take you? Right here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's go to Ken and and Encinitas, California. What's up, Ken? How are you, Rich? How are you, Ken? What's on your mind? You know what? Uh, so I was listening to a lot of talk radio yesterday. And first off, I'll, I'm not a big Titans fan, but I was definitely rooting for them. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly rewarmed to the Rams and the Chargers, the two teams that broke my heart as a SoCal native. But uh-huh. listening to sports talk radio yesterday, I kind of feel that... Uh, Mike Brable wasn't, uh, you know, I know Tannehill got a lot of the heat, but uh, two of his decisions, the biggest one being the uh, two-point conversion attempt in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Which would have put him up 17 to 16 in the fourth quarter, potentially. Well, and, and what's, the, what, and, and what's the other one, too? I've, I've got about 10 seconds before I lose you here, so what's the last one for And you? then also why Tannehill ran the ball on third down. That, well, that's why that ended up. Okay. Why didn't they give it to Derrick Henry two times in a row? I really feel like this is going to be a blowout this weekend and the deprived uh, Tennessee versus the Bills. Oh. Ken, thank anyway. you for the call. I appreciate it. We're, we're hour three coming up. 